how's that Eminem song go? Just lose it. Uh, just lose it. Uh, it's for a morning attempt. It, was, it wasn't bad. I started the podcast. Uh, <laughs> hey, this is the sound Richard makes when he comes. <laughs> it's fucking like 7 a.m. in the morning and Joe's really awake. It's it's ridiculous. Richard has brought me sugar, that's why. He's not even eating the sugar yet. It's yes, just the look but of I can it. Just, I'm getting secondhand sugar. Just by looking at it. I gave Joe a Valentine's Day Krispy Kreme donut because I'm full of love. Yeah, buddy. And all I want to do is share my love with the world. And a lot of people get restraining orders against me for sharing my love. They just don't understand. They don't understand what love is, goddamn bitches. They don't understand. Yourself is bitches. He's just trying to love you. Let him love you. (laughs) Alright, so Joe. Yeah. I'm going to let you choose the mystery today. Alright, before you start though, I just remembered I want to say this oh. now. I'll get it out in the open, All like right. a copyright sort of thing. Go on, little boy. Um, <laughs> special little boy. Um, for your podcast you do with Nina, potential sign-offs is get freaked or go freak yourself. What is the podcast to do with Nina? Just It's called Fascinated by Ghosts. It is called Fascinated by Ghosts. Alright then. What's it about? You and Nina talk about Scary shit, haunted towns, you know, ghostly shit, mysteries in a way. Stuff to get you freaked the fuck out. And 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 is she as funny as you? She's far more funny than me. She 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 has an accent. I don't have an accent. She's from South Africa. And I heard the one of the podcasts and Nina says she likes to cook. I'm like, fuck yes, Nina, you and me we need to talk. I am I'm, I'm getting into cooking. Nina. Nina was a proper chef, like yeah, a legit I, chef. I was listening to it. She's like, I did the pastry shit, I had to train first six months doing regular cooking. I'm like, ooh, I like cooking. I mean the podcast show is pretty much the same as this, but instead of a mystery, it's paranormal shit. So if you like this stuff and you like paranormal shit and you love South Africans and South African accents, come listen to Fascinated by Ghosts. It's on Apple and Spotify. Right, enough plugging, let's get back to our shit. Alright, what's my choices? Alright, you ready? Do I just say the names of the mysteries or do I give you context? Say the names and then if I want to dig further, I will. Okay. So, would you like the mysterious death of Rodney Marks? Mm. Would you like the mysterious death of Chris Benoit? Ooh. Would you like SOS sign mystery? Hmm. Would you like... <laughs> your nose are the jokes. Would you like the strange unsolved murder of Ken McElroy? Mm, maybe. I don't know. Keep going. Or would you like the Charles Peck calls? Charles Pet calls, like yeah. phone calls. Yeah. Hmm. This way, if you hate the mystery, it's all on you, bro. Yeah. All right. I was very tempted by the first one because it had my brother's name in it. Yep. But I was very tempted by the second one because I know the dude. Yep. Not that personally, he's a famous wrestler. And then the next one, the SOS, I was like, mm, there's not going to be much information about that other than someone found an SOS thing, so fuck that. That's out. <laughs> Chuck that in the bin like an unwanted orphan child. Um, and the last one was about phone calls. Yeah. And this reminds me of The Watcher. So I'm going for the phone call one. It's going for Charles Peck calls. Yes. Charles Peck calls. Okay. Right, give me a second. I have to fucking get my fucking... You weren't prepared. Well, no, because you had to pick. Yeah, so you now... should have had the fucking webpage open for every single mystery pre-prepared. Why don't... When I said it, you just go, right, bang, I'm there. I'm a consummate professional. Why don't you just fucking do your jokes, all right? That's all you're fucking here for. Just all do your right. fucking jokes. All right. This is your this is your moment to shine. Your stand-up comedy career can start right now, motherfucker. All right, then. I'll start right now. One day, I was at a bar with a girl. <laughs> I don't think I should tell this joke. I don't think you should tell this joke. <laughs> I don't even know where this is going. I, I'm going to tell the very short All right, I it. found the article. Let's all just go right, into right, our story. It's about roofies, okay? Oh, fucking hell, Jesus Christ. I'm trying to get us cancelled, guys. Alright. 
<laughs> I always, I'm never sure where to start. I don't want to ruin the thing. All right. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, it turned out it was the mum all along. All right, okay. <clears throat> 49-year-old Charles Peck. Yeah. Worked for Delta Airlines, Joe. Yeah. He was considering leaving his job in Salt Lake City, Inter- International Airport, for a job at Van Noyes Airport in Los Angeles to be closer to his fiance Andrea Katz. Okay, then. He had He's an in- a peck, she's a cat. He had an interview there. Yeah. Although the couple was ready to get married, the fact that they didn't live in the same state was an issue. Okay, then. Oh, shit, I can go some faster. They were engaged, but they didn't live in the fucking same state, Joe. Oh, so they were engaged? Sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, they're engaged, they didn't live in the same state, she wanted money. Okay. Then the disaster occurred. Oh, shit. He crashed the plane. Cats was on our... Salt Lake City. Cats was on her way to pick him up from the train station. <laughs> Cats are like it. When she heard the news of an accident on the radio. Oh, shit. Beck had three children from a previous marriage. Okay. One of whom was on his phone call list. You ready? Yeah. Andrea Katz heard about the crash on the radio as she was driving to pick up Peck from the train station and was relieved when she received a call from his phone. Okay. Right? Okay. She's got a call. It's okay. Okay, it's it's a mystery so far. Uh, Other friends and family members of Katz were in the same position, so they all received calls from him. Right. After the crash, Peck's phone placed calls to his son, sister, brother, and stepmother. In all, about 35 calls were made during the 11 hours that followed the accident. Wow. I'm interested if the accident was a car or a plane. I keep going. According to one source, the final call from Peck's phone came at 3.28 a.m., about one hour before his body was found. He fuck? He dead. Mm. He dead. Mm. And somehow he's made 35 I like this mystery. This is a fucking mystery. This is a good mystery. This I, is... I knew I smelled a good mystery when this, I smelled it. This is almost a fascinated by ghost mystery. Not that I'm promoting other podcasts on, the, on our podcast show. Charles Peck was a passenger on a Metrolink commuter train. Fucking train crash. Travelling through the San Francisco Valley in California on September the 12th, 2008. This is in, oh, this is in the last 20 years. Yeah, bro. Oh, shit. It collided head first with a Union Pacific freight train at 83 miles per hour. Fuck me, everyone must have been dusted. When the conductor They've failed. Been turned, you know when you empty your hoover and there's just all dust, like, moulded together? It's like debris. That's what will be left of those human beings. The biggest fuck-up is the conductor failed to stop at a red light, so he's to blame. I would say, yeah. The impact was devastating, and of the 225 people abroad the Metrolink, at least 25 died. Really? Yeah, I know. I thought it'd be more as well. And more than 100 were seriously injured. The engineer sitting at the front of the train was killed instantly as well. Yeah, I guess the guys at the back, the impact must have been really minimised by the time it got to them. The freight train was carrying only three crew members, but it was demolished in the accident. The disaster later became known as the Chatsworth train crash and is still considered the worst commuter train accident in the history of California. Do you think the guy was like, he didn't miss, he didn't blow through those red light bags and he's like, fuck it, I've had enough of this world. No. Um, no, I think it was some... Genuine you know, mistake. Yeah, I mean, look look how tired we are. It'd be so easy to make a mistake when you're tired. Right, let's, let's blow through the next red light and see what happens. Let's see if we can get a mystery of, of our own. Oh, Jesus Christ. At first, 
Peck's loved ones must have been excited. The mystery of why Richard's head was found 50 feet from his body. Uh, loved ones must have been excited when they saw his name pop up on their phone screens. Yeah. As the calls continued, they had hoped that he was still alive and trapped within the rubble of the crash. Makes sense, right? Yeah. Have you got a phone call from Mark? Yeah. Your mum got a phone call from Mark, everyone got a phone so call I'm from interested. Mark. So I'm These people who got the phone calls, did they hear his voice talking? Uh, um, let's find out. Yeah. Unfortunately, they were unable to actually talk to him. No. All they heard when they answered the call was static. However, Andrea Katz used the opportunity to communicate with her fiancé and to let him know she was with him, shouting messages of encouragement like, hang in, oh, hang in there, lovely. baby, we're going to get you out, you're going to be okay. This is a nice... This is a nice Valentine's yeah, Day I was going to say, this yeah, is a nice like Valentine's mystery. Uh, there's love in the air. Sad love, but there's love still love. Love is in the air! Uh, no, it's underground, actually. Oh, shit. Other people who claim to have received phone calls from beyond also report hearing static or a voice that seemed very faint and far away. Before rescue workers discovered Charles Peck's body in the wreckage, they had no reason not to believe the calls placed to his family meant he was still alive. <laughs> As it became clear they probably weren't going to find any survivors in the crash, their rescue efforts turned into a mission to recover bodies. Oh shit, savage. But when yet another call from Peck's phone, they decided to trace it to find his location. Okay, Makes okay. sense, right? Hey, okay, I like it! Unfortunately, they discovered his body and knew that he died on impact. Ah. Police never revealed if Peck's phone was found. Ah. Although rescue teams were excited because the phone calls might mean Charles Peck was still alive, that wasn't the case. They discovered Peck's body an hour after the last phone call was placed. That's weird. That's fucking tragic. It's really weird that his phone was ringing. So, I'm interested... Because if it was like, you know, he accidentally barked out someone on... In, he can only do that to one person. Yeah, yeah. But, like, a bunch of phone calls were made. That's what I mean. So like, did he get mugged by one of those deadly San Francisco muggers? To ping so many other like, hey, people. you, give me your phone. To ping, that was <laughs> so strange. To ping so it's many San Francisco. people. I, I don't know, it is weird. I I do get your theory of someone stolen his phone. But then why would they be calling all these people late at night? I don't mean it's... And why would it be static? Yeah. According to uh, anecdotal, anecdotal, I can't say that word, man. Anecdotal. Yeah, sources like forums and unsolved mystery sites. That means bullshits. <laughs> the coroner was unable to find signs that Peck had survived for any amount of time after the crash, confirming the calls were not made whilst he was still alive. We know that because, like, yeah, died an impact. You yeah. said. Well, said. Um, anyone who's ever butt dialed Hey, going into Joe's territory mm. A number knows it's possible to make phone calls accidentally I, I, I'm butt dialed, I dick dial Do you know how I accidentally do it? I um, It's never a butt dial It's, it's usually like um, Putting it in and out of your pocket No, like I will slip, my finger will slip So I'll like go onto my phone after a phone call mm. To end it and then they've already ended it before me, and, and then I ended up pressing <laughs> someone else and calling them. Yeah, yeah. That is how I fucking that's do a, it. That's not got a butt dial. That's got a dumb dial. So many fucking times. Um, anyone who's ever butt dialed a number knows it's possible to make a phone call accidentally. Perhaps an object was sitting on top of Peck's phone, causing it to make random calls. I don't think that would work. Do you? Nah. The phone was most likely severely damaged. That's during, what I was thinking. It's possible start. that it could have, yeah, been. Damaged in the crash, and somehow that made it do that. Maybe 
don't know. So it may have malfunctioned. Maybe his ghost was trying to call people. I mean, saying it was the conductor. We need we we need Nina's opinion on that. We'll find out. Uh, oh well, wait for <laughs> Nina be to be a carrier listen. of the mystery. She can she can feed back to us. Listen to Fascinated by Ghost to find out her answer. Um, Peck's broken phone may have called his speed dial list. When this story was posted on Reddit, several users shared their own creepy stories of malfunctioning phones and posted eerie phone activity stories from online forums. The possibility that what we need to do one day when we're not driving, when you're not driving, because Richard never drives, it'd be illegal, doesn't have a driver's license, um, is sit and do, um, like, a, a phone, we'll listen to fucking these phone calls on the show and record them and then you can fucking feedback why they're bullshit. You want me to just listen to stag? It won't be stag, man. You might hear ghosts. All right, then. I'll listen for ghosts. You might change your whole life. <laughs> might. <laughs> I might find the Holy Spirit. I was thinking the other day, right, how I'd really like to go to a Quaker place and just sit in silence and, like, be all spiritual and shit. What's a Quaker place? Quake, so Quakers are, like, they don't, they don't necessarily believe in any, any kind of... I. What's it? Idotity? Oh, um, deity. But they believe in something. So they sit, they come together, mm. and they sit in silence for like an hour. Sound like a bunch of hippies. Um, really? To me, that's actually just meditation, right? Yeah. That's just meditation with others. I mean, that's just, that's just, that's just skiving off your job. <laughs> the pos- Anyway, uh, I've realised I couldn't sit still for an hour. Anyway, <laughs> or be quiet for an hour. The possibility that Pex Oh, they kick you out so quick. Suffered some time. We are a peaceful one, but not for you. Fuck <laughs> off, young man. Some technical issues shouldn't be overlooked. Uh, although rescue workers were unable to locate Charles Peck's body successfully, his phone was never discovered. Mm. Ah. Mm. <laughs> this goes back to your mugger theory. It's possible that it was completely destroyed in the disaster or damaged to the point of malfunctioning, but why it made calls to several of the people Peck was closest to, we may never know. It is weird, one, that the phone calls were to like family yeah. members. Though maybe it called everyone he fucking knows and just they're obviously... They're the only ones who yeah, report it. Yeah, they're the only ones who reported it. Um, but it's really fucking odd. I've not really heard of that happening before. This is kind of the first that I've heard. Perhaps he was reaching out to tell his loved ones not to worry or say goodbye. Why phone him? If you're a ghost, you can probably see him, right? And go visit him. I mean, ghosts being able to operate phones is one thing. <laughs> just considering that there's a ghost all together is a... I don't know what's going on here, Rich. Is it freaky? Maybe he took it with him into the afterlife. Why would you take your phone? <laughs> uh, God was like, you can take one possession. So I'll take my phone. I'm going to haunt the shit out of my kids. <laughs> like ghosts who are seen in the clothes they were wearing when they passed. Since the rescue team was able to trace the calls to locate his body. That's, see? That's the thing. They located the rescue calls to find his body. So then they should know where the fucking phone is. That doesn't make sense, man. But maybe... I think it was just mashed to bits, but maybe the tracker part was still there. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe. Because I think what it does, it pings to like a cell yeah, tower, which yeah. is the closest one. Um, maybe Peck was simply leading them to him. Nobody will know for sure, Joe. <laughs> it's a fucking mystery, Joe. It is a fucking mystery. I ain't got no fucking answers or theories. All right, let's see what some investigators said. Investigators believe the conductor of the Metrolink train was responsible for the crash after he failed to stop at red light. Okay, congratulations, well done. The commuter train was you running... You figured out what everyone else in the world could figure out, and you're a detective. <laughs> commu- well done, this is the initial steps of your job. The commuter train was running on the same track as the freight train and was directly in its path. 
It's likely that conductor was they're distracted playing, playing chicken. by his phone and was too busy texting to notice his mistake. I love how they've all instantly blamed phones. Yeah. They're like, well, this story's all about phones. Let's blame a phone as well. What for, is this like, prick doing? What's happening? Are you out of your goddamn mind? The fuck? <laughs> he's probably on his phone, Joe. Yeah, let's go and look. If he's, are you on your phone? You're not on your phone. All right, fair enough. You're just a prick. <laughs> After the disaster, a team came forward and admitted that they had received a text from the conductor immediately before the crash. Ah. The last text sent from the conductor's Fuck phone happened 22nd <laughs> seconds before the impact. That's why they think... So he was fucking phone. about on his phone? Yeah, phones... This whole show is just... Uh, but basically, are phones good or are they evil? When they're allowing us to do this podcast right now. Are they scary? Are ghosts going to call us on our phone? I think with great power comes great responsibility. There was a really bad horror movie that was based on a Japanese movie called One Miss Call. And it's one of... And it's got... A fantastic actress in it, but this poor actress just keeps getting shit roll after shit roll after shit roll. Aww. Yeah, yeah. She's fine. She made lots of money. No, I can't say her name. It's a hard name to say. Um, <laughs> Was it like Lisa Smith or something like that? No. <laughs> Intrigued by the many stories of people receiving phone calls from the deceased, PSI investigators D. Scott Rogo and Raymond Bayliss did research and published a book about their findings in 1979. Why not make money out of this, eh? Why not? Why not release a book and make money out of this story, Joe? Say that again about their book. So they were intrigued by so many people receiving phone calls from deceased yeah. people that they did research and published a book. But you said 1979? Yeah. This happened in 2008? Yeah, hold on, hold on. Oh. Their research has recently been continued by another paranormal researcher called Callum Cooper. Callum Cooper. Yeah. While some people reported seeing the name or number of a deceased acquaintance appear on their uh, call ID... Others claim to have spoken to someone they later discovered passed away before the call was made. Mm. According to a list of true accounts by paranormal researcher, someone mm. named Crystal S. Shared. I was at my mum's house and I was calling a friend who lived nearby. She was at her cousin's house. So I looked up the number on the phone book. It was the only Owens in the phone book. So I knew it was my friend's cousin's number. I called and it didn't even ring. But an old lady answered. She said, Hello. I asked, is Amelia there? Amelia's my friend, Jessica's cousin. The old lady said, no dear, Amelia isn't here. I hate her. I should be expecting her any minute now. So I thought nothing of it and hung up. But it's her phone. I told Jessica about it and she said, Amelia's grandma is dead. (laughs) We, We were there all day long. We were sitting right by the phone. It never rang all fucking day. You're a hallucinating bitch. Stop taking acid. What do you think? What do you think? Um... Think she'd land out her teeth? That's some bullshit. Think she called the wrong number? I don't know. It's some bullshit. I think she called the wrong number. A saleswoman had a phone conversation with a, with a man's deceased wife. You ready? A saleswoman had a conversation. Yep. I made a sales call to Pennsylvania. It started just like any other call. Yes, I need to speak to Mr. or Mrs. B. The woman identifies to herself as Mrs. B. And I continued on with the normal sales calls. She seemed very interested and asked lots of questions. But when I came to decision making, she quickly stopped me, insisting that I had to talk to her husband. Her objections were the same every time I attempted to close. She also quickly pointed out that since her retirement, he spent a great... Hold on, why the fuck did you... Hold one second, technical difficulties. <laughs> technical difficulties. I had to be a bitch. I, it was a ghost. They didn't want me to finish this story, Joe. They were like, oh, he's on to us. He's fucking realising the truth that ghosts exist. He's fucking on to us. 
Uh, she also quickly pointed out that since his, uh, his retirement, he spent a great deal of time fishing, and he was not easy to get in touch with, and it would be best to try it early in the morning before he left for his favourite hobby. On the callback, can I just say it's weird that people love fishing? Agreed. I, I'm Do you think they hate their family and just want to get away from home? That's why I think. That's definitely a very good, uh, it's a very good uh, motivation, yeah. Um, on the callback, the husband did answer the phone. I introduced myself in the normal fashion and explained that I'd been talking to his wife the previous day. She just suggested that I speak to him. So, oh, you're the guy talking to my missus. You can imagine the shock and horror when he stated to me, distraught, Lady, I don't know who you're talking to, but my wife died, and I'm not in any mood to speak to anyone. And then he hung up the phone. An old curmudgeon. Do you think they just wanted to get rid of a fucking annoying, like, sound I mean, bus? I'll definitely be using that for right? a while. Isn't, <laughs> that, isn't that a person. great way to get rid of a sound I don't know person. the fuck you were talking to because they've been dead for 10 years. Um, people who have passed on aren't limited to phone calls, Joe, or hauntings in the modern age. Right. They often use email and social media sites such <laughs> as Facebook to contact their loved ones. <laughs> for instance, Jack Froze passed unexpectedly in 2011 from a heart arrhythmia only to contact his friends through email approximately six months later. Fro's friends reported emails sent from his account that included details from some of their last conversations. One friend tried replying but never received a response. People sometimes claim that the deceased friends have liked their posts on Facebook or sent their messages like the viral Reddit thread about messages a deceased Emily allegedly sent to her boyfriend. I think people just go into their accounts and then pretend. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's the most obvious, uh, logical and plausible answer. People are scum. So, I mean, that's the mystery, Joe. It's In a... terms of our actual mystery, um, fuck me, this is un- unfigureoutable. It is weird, isn't it? Because they found his body by following the phone. They couldn't find the phone and he's... Yeah, phone calls were made. Phone calls were made on his phone. It's almost like a malfunction happened. Maybe that can happen, though. Maybe the phones can malfunction yeah, and ping I, things. I, I think that's possible. Though, I would have thought a phone tech company would have come out and said this and told us all that. So... Yeah. I think they wouldn't. <laughs> I think they would. No, no, no. Our phones don't do that. They're like, no. The next sales pitch is, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can talk to dead people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that's kind of this podcast. Can you imagine the next Apple way? Yeah, yeah. They could just get Haley Joe Osman and say, and say, what now? Let me guess. You see dead people? No, no, no. I talk to dead people. There's the f- get the latest Samsung Galaxy. Talk to your dead nana. There's the, get um, that cookie recipe you always wish you got. There's that. There's get the closure of telling your dad, go fuck yourself. <laughs> there's the famous Apple advert of uh, back in the day when Steve Jobs um, first released the first Apple iPhone mm. and was like, he just said over and over again, it's a phone and an email and something else. I can't remember what he said, but instead he would say, it's a phone. It's an email, you can talk to dead people. It's a phone, it's an email, you can talk to dead people. It's a phone, it's, this is what you've done. It's an email, you can talk to dead people. Are you getting this, guys? It's a phone, so it's an email, that's when the cancer you can talk really to dead started people. taking effect. <laughs> started really affecting his brain. So yeah, that's, uh, that's, 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 that's it. That's the mystery, Joe. It is a, it's a, it's an unsolvable mystery. Joe can't solve it. No way. Ah, fuck me. He can crash in traffic though. Nearly. Maybe, maybe that's what this podcast is waiting for us to end in the demise. And this podcast will be and posted. So, and and someone, they'll be like, how did it get posted? Some ghost phone will post it out, yeah. How did it get posted? <laughs> All future podcasts could be mine and Joe's ghosts. Yeah, buddy. Um, Joe, if anyone wants to send us a mystery... 
Uh, they can tweet us at WTF Mysteries. Or they can email us at thisisdumbproductions at hotmail.co.uk. Please check out Fascinated by Ghosts with the lovely Nina. Please check out 20 and Go with Dunk. We should get Dunk on this podcast one yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dunk, Dunk is quite good for a mystery. So we'll get Dunk on and then... Uh, He's smart. If you want to know how clever he is, go listen to Tony and Go. And uh, also, uh, listen to... Oh, fuck. Get Your Horror On. That's the name. With Laura. If you like horror movies, because we, we like... Me and Laura like horror, horror movies, and we, yeah, we, we, we geek out on horror movies. <laughs> All right, I'm, enough plug-in. All right. Uh, we'll be back for another mystery. We might even do a like little short mystery. You never know. You might get something extra tonight. Let's see. Let's see how me and Joe feel. All right. Let's sign off, Joe. Oh, yeah. Get a big fat hard boner. Get a dripping wide gaping pussy. Wow. <laughs> and go, uh, what do I say? For mysteries! <laughs> <laughs>